All right, so uh, here's what we need to know. According to a recent survey, 70% of people with trouble sleeping are desperate to improve their sleep and daytime functioning. So we have an expert on the line. On the hotline is Dr. Charlene Romaldo, Professor of Neurology at John Hopkins University. And how are we doing today, Doctor? We're doing good? I'm doing great, Tom. Thanks uh, for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So what is the Alliance for Sleep and what are its goals? So thank you, Tom, for having me. And, you know, you teed uh, up uh, what I'm about to say uh, very well, and that the Alliance for Sleep is really a consortium of sleep experts who've made contributions to the sleep field from the standpoint of sleep research, sleep education, and sleep clinical care. And we came together as a multidisciplinary group to get a better understanding of uh, where people stand in terms of insomnia, not just whether they're having it, but what's the impact it's had on their life, mm -hmm. what have been the barriers to um, achieving better sleep. And the other part, which is really unique in this survey, is that we also surveyed other healthcare providers who are non-sleep experts, but often in the first line for treating sleep um, issues. And that was psychiatrists and general practitioners. Mm -hmm. So we also wanted to get insight on what they were encountering and barriers that they were having to providing uh, better sleep care to their patients. Gotcha. So what were some of the key survey findings that surprised you? Yeah, you know, um, I've been practicing, practicing sleep for over 20 years. And, you know, we recognize that sleep, I'm sorry, insomnia as a medical condition involves somebody having problems with their sleep for over three times a week for mm -hmm. over three months, and it affects their daytime functioning. So that's part of the um, diagnostic criteria, and we're very familiar with that. What I was not um, as familiar with or could appreciate was the gravity for which it's impacting folks' daytime functioning. And so that really, you know, ties back into the stat that you had that 70% of those who are suffering with insomnia are desperate um, to um, get products or education to help them with their sleep. And, you know, it's showing up in in how they spend their, their money, you know, $7.1 billion per year for sleep products. It, it averages out to $300 per person annually to help um, have better sleep experience. So that's what was really profound to me. But, um, you know, on a more personal level, mm -hmm. what was profound is that 19%, 19% of the folks said that their sleep was um, really a significant reason that they had a loss of a significant relationship. Wow. 19%. Wow. And that um, almost a third said it was, it was the re result of financial struggle. So that's what I really picked is not that, that daytime function is issue, but the gravity of it. So uh, is that because maybe during the day they're too tired to work, concentrate? Is that, is that what happened to, to them in, in some of these cases? Exactly. You know, um, it's, when someone is suffering chronically from insomnia, and again, when it reaches that level of a medical condition, it impacts their ability to be their best self. <laughs> and that 
it, that comes across immediately the next day and how they think, how they interact with people, even like their level of patience um, or even their ability to, to drive and, you know, and have good reaction time, et cetera. But that's the short term, which is important. But in addition, there's the long-term ramifications of your overall health. As a neurologist, you know, it can be associated with the, your ability long-term in terms of memory and cognition, your heart health, your metabolic health, um, you know, the work. So it's both a short-term and a long-term issue. So I, I didn't realize insomnia. So that's like a, a medical thing because sometimes people drink caffeine a few hours before or right before they go to sleep. They have chocolate. They have like a stimulant. They don't even know that there's caffeine and chocolate. So those are the first thing I first things I, I guess you discuss with a patient that comes in, right? That's correct. So, um, you know, insomnia, I say, is the ultimate um, condition that you have to practice personalized and precision medicine mm -hmm. where you go through with the patient. You know, what's your night like? What's, what are some of the things you're doing leading up to going to sleep, right? Mm -hmm. And so that ties into what you're thinking, what maybe your stressors, you know, what's your sleep environment like? And, and in addition to that, what is, are your overall medical conditions that mm -hmm. may also be impacting your ability to get you know, comfortable and get good quality sleep. So all of that needs to be um, tackled. So then you can personalize what's the best approach for that individual to achieve uh, a good sleep experience. See, I went in for a, a routine physical and the doctor goes, hey, what's going on? I go, I don't know. My wife keeps nudging me uh, that I'm snoring. So uh, they sent me for a sleep study and I had sleep apnea and that's what was uh, keeping me up. And that's why I was so, I, I said to the doctor, I don't know, I'm always tired. And they sent me for a sleep study. I think I, I stopped breathing, what, 150 times per hour or something like that. It was like crazy amount. And then now I'm getting treated for sleep apnea. I mean, there you go. So um, difficulty with good quality sleep can be the result of prime, just primary insomnia um, or it can be the result of other sleep conditions that are creating, you know, an insomnia experience. So um, what, what that means is, you know, anytime you're at a point where, again, the, the sleep experience is, is being impacted more than three times a week or over three months and it's, it's causing problems during the day, it's worth it to yourself and to your health to go uh, seek help for them to identify what's the reason for it, whether it's sleep apnea or, you know, primary insomnia itself or something else. Right. So that would be like the first step. Somebody listening right now will say, hey, you know what? I'm always tired. So the first step would be to go to the doctor. And like you just said, they review the routine. They review uh, sleeping habits. I guess they ask them if they're snoring, things like that, right? You got it. And even down to, you know, we all suffer from this, right? We have got electronics are a integral part of our life. <laughs> so, you know, down to those sorts of routines, you know, when do you shut off screen time? You know, um, how late do you, like, as you mentioned, how late do you eat dinner? What are, what do you have, um, you know, to, to drink before you go to sleep? Is it a caffeinated tea that you didn't, you weren't aware of? Right. So all of that um, leads into the importance of personalizing um, the treatment based on what the patient tells you. Is there medication that treats insomnia? So um, there are many different approaches to treating insomnia. 
um, some of which can be uh, medication. Mm -hmm. But in general, we say that that's never the the first place to start. (laughs) It can be as, you know, you start with, again, some of the routines and such. But um, at the end of the day, uh, it it comes down to what is necessary for that person. And it can often be a combination of things. Gotcha. All right, so where can the listeners go for more information? Absolutely. So the Alliance for Sleep, the group that um, I've been proud to be a part of, the first step in us understanding this was doing this Wake Up America survey. And um, we have released the results to the public on a wakeupamericasurvey.com. Um, you can go to that link in that website and learn more about the results of what we found in the survey. Also provide some education that helps to demystify some of the myths that we learn people have about sleep. And then finally, what the Alliance is hoping hoping to achieve awesome. uh, with its mission to stop out sleep disorders. Awesome. Dr. Charlene Grimaldo, thank you so very much for joining us. Much appreciated. Great. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure.